For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Panther fans? It's Debate My Take Week 5, where two guys with great hair, great takes, come on the internet and yell and scream about things that they may or may not believe. It's my job to convince the jury today, and I'm going to win. This this guy sitting below me is guilty, 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 guilty of being a Panthers fan. Welcome to Debate My Take, Cody Lashney. Tony Dunn, you know you're right. I am guilty. Of being right all the damn time, Tony Dunn, and I'm not sorry about it. We're going to go over some topics tonight, and basically um, I'm going to tell you what there really is to know about football, and it'll be on display for everyone, and I'm sure we'll have a good time. I truly feel like I'm 1-0 in this competition, folks. We need your help in uh, helping us figure that out. Get in the comments section below and let us know who's winning these debates, Tony or Cody. Where are you winning the debates? We appreciate all your input and discussion. Uh, go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the C3 Panthers podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles using the hashtag hashtag C3 debates and get your topics in for next week's show. But until next week, I got to go take care of this guy right here. Should <laughs> CMC play against Philly, Cody Lashney? Tell me. Tony, I really don't think that you should. When are the Carolina Panthers going to learn the lessons of yesteryear? We saw last year what happened after Christian got hurt. We ended up bringing him back too early, and it got hurt all over again, Tony. We cannot have this kind of thing happen again, especially considering that the Panthers are making trades left and right, adding on to their defense. We have a 3 and one start. This is one of the best Panthers rosters of the past five years, Tony Dunn. We need our best players to be available come December and January. Not for a meaningless football game against Philadelphia early in the season. I don't even think that the Panthers need Christian McCaffrey to beat Philadelphia. I think Truba Hubbard played his best game against the Dallas Cowboys. Tony, I love Christian McCaffrey. I want this man to be available when we need him the most and that is not right now against the philadelphia eagles man i would love to debate the other side of the coin with you but i'm going to agree on this one oh it looks like we are just gonna have to say this is christian mccaffrey go take a seat until we get to minnesota the minnesota vikings are a team i'm eyeballing as a real challenge um and i kind of need to win game going forward right now i think philadelphia 
is uh, if we went and rushed Christian McCaffrey back, I feel like it's a panic button on the season saying we need to win now. There is nothing that we can do. The season is lost if we don't get back on track right away. And I don't think, A, that's the case. And B, I don't think, like you, I agree with you, we don't need Christian McCaffrey necessarily to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Their defense has not been the toast of the town by any means throughout this season. So you are, you are now looking to Sam Darnold to prove it to me, to Robbie Anderson, to DJ Moore, for these guys to step up, for Joe Brady to find a way to get it done without Christian McCaffrey for one more week. Then go ahead and bring him in against Minnesota, and let's get rolling into that back end of the schedule because this sure looks like this. The Panthers are not rolling over, guys. One an injury or two is not going to keep this team from making moves and trying to go win. So I say, get this week out of the way. You can do it without Christian. Give him an additional week of rest. Let him come back against Minnesota. We're going to need him because there's going to be another really good back on that field that day for the other team. So we got to be ready to trade blows with the Minnesota Vikings. Let's go Christian McCaffrey in two weeks. See, I'm such a good debater. In my first opening argument, Tony Dunn was like, I can't say nothing to that, Cody. You're right again. I believe it. I was. I mean, I'm not going to argue. Uh, and in some cases, I can argue a point uh, that I don't believe in. But this one, I'm going to argue the one that I do believe in. Let's move up next. Now that um, J.C. Horn, our, our first-round draft pick this season, was lost really for the season to injury, despite people continuing to say there's a chance he could come back. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have made moves to acquire both C.J. Henderson and now Stephon Gilmore. And looking back at this 2021 draft and looking at the success that Rashawn Slater's had in L.A., if you could redo it at this point, Horn or Slater, you're on the clock. You know what, Tony Dunn? I'm going to defer. I'm going to okay. let you take this one first. Who are you take? I, I have to say that uh, because I'm going to be a prisoner of this moment in this moment right now, I'm going to say Rashawn Slater, right? And that is, uh, look, is I think uh, Horn uh, lived up or at least looked the part to be every bit as good as, as advertised. And I can't wait for him to be healthy again. And on this field, and we saw um, a really a new attitude in Carolina regarding the importance of the secondary has emerged right at this moment, right? Is that in this, we have not had uh, this type of emphasis in the secondary. Yes, defensive, uh, defensive front, the defense, linebackers, yes. But in the secondary, this is a new feeling. J.C. Horn looked uh, like a elite NFL talent, um, but losing him for – an entire season, number one, does hurt, right? It's a, a, a poor footing, should we say. Sure. Uh, number <laughs> two, we've added Anderson and Gilmore. So, again, that's kind of cool because we are not giving up on the secondary entirely like we would have done in the past. But after watching that Dallas Cowboys game, man, and seeing just how atrocious this uh, Carolina Panthers offensive line is, and then you see the success that Slater's had over there instantly was stepping in for the Chargers and not allowing a sack or anything on it. And then they were even talking junk about Penny Sewell in camp, and he's even been good for the Lions. 
all of this, I'm just saying, man, uh, it would be nice to have a part on this offensive line uh, that wasn't cruddy. So prisoner of the moment, still a fan of J.C. Horn. Can't wait to see him be a great NFL player. But right now at this moment, Slater uh, could really benefit this Carolina Panthers team. Tony, I hear you. That was very well said. But you know what? I'm a prisoner of the present, of the right now. And you know what? J.C. Horn might not be able and ready to go. But you know what? I've seen what this man was able to do through those opening two weeks of the season. And I'm here to tell you, Tony Dunn, J.C. Horn is a shut-down corner in the NFL. And I think our defense, no matter C.J. Henderson, no matter about Stephon Gilmore, I truly do believe that in a, in a number of, you know, maybe even a year's time, J.C. Horn is going to be the clear leader and best player in our defensive backfield. And I mean that, man. We have so many good players, but I really do believe J.C. Horn is one step above every single one of them, Tony. And part of the discussion that we've been having on the Tuesday night podcast is that we may already have our answer at left tackle already on the roster. Cam Irving did not participate today in practice, and it's looking like Brady Christensen might indeed be the next man up. Wouldn't that be incredible if the Carolina Panthers drafted their franchise left tackle in the third round? Tony, that would mean we got a shutdown corner and a shutdown left tackle in the same draft. Rashawn Slater's on a good team right now, but you know what? J.C. Horn's on an even better one, baby. I'm picking J.C. Horn. You're listening to C3 Debates, two guys with great hair, great takes. Battle it out. Uh, right now, uh, we've, we're two takes down, two debates in, um, and we're starting to split. We're smart. We found the fork in the road, right? Beep, beep, hoot the horn, right? The fork. Meep, meep. Yeah, the horn in the road, J.C. Horn in the road. Uh, hashtag C3 Debates. <laughs> Let's go ahead with the next topic. Was this a loss to the Carolina, uh, to the Dallas Cowboys? Emblematic. Ooh, I got to write less uh, tricky questions. Emblematic <laughs> of a defense that some would say oh, it was, was overrated. And I want to go to this is um, when you peeked around the headlines after this game, um, the Carolina, the Cowboys ripped through Panthers' top ranked defense, hand Carolina's first loss. Here's one headline. Cowboys make Panthers look like a hairless cat. Right? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Is this, uh, is, was this loss em emblematic of a soft defense and overranked defense? Because the first thing I did when I, when I was looking at Twitter and Panthers, hash, I got like hashtag Panthers flying by, and a bunch of people that are non-Panther fans, non-Cowboy fans, chirping in saying Panthers, this shows they were frauds. Is this loss to the Cowboys um, emblematic of a softy uh, defense, particularly against the run? No, Tony Dunn, I really don't believe it is. I believe that during the course of a now 17-week season, you're going to take some bumps and bruises along the way, especially when you play one of the better teams in football. 
whether we like it or not, the Cowboys are a legitimate contender in the NFC. And uh, one of the points that I made on Tuesday's show was that this is what happens when you do spend first-round picks on your offensive line, when you do have a bunch of veteran leadership on that offensive line that's played together before, that's played well. I just think that we went up against a better prepared, uh, a, a better coach team, specifically on the offensive line. And I think basically it's gut check time for our defense. We saw what they were able to do to the Saints, to the Jets, and to the Texans. And they were fast and aggressive. I think that the, Carolina, that the Carolina Panthers are going to be able to get right back on track and be aggressive, especially now that we've added to this backfield with C.J. Henderson and Stephon Gilmore. I think we'll be A-OK. I think our boys are going to come out and play with the chip on their shoulders, and they're going to show everyone that they are not overrated or underrated. Emblematic, I'm going to uh, disagree, but I uh, so in one way, I don't think that this law symbolizes that this defense is bad uh, by any means, right? Is that how can you be a bad defense when you go against the best offense and you did have one bad quarter, 22, 21, 20, something like that, unanswered points. Uh, but this was a um, this was a game that was not entirely lost by the defense. Right. Um, but the the defense that we put out against the Dallas Cowboys, what I would say is uh, what it tells us week four told us is that we're uncertain about the Carolina Panthers team at this moment. And when I say we, I mean, like, who is going to be on the field, what that chemistry is going to look like. And today's news of the acquisition of Stefan Gilmore just tells us even more about that uncertainty. You saw the back, the secondary just having. Uh, communication issues, uh, new players out there, guys been with um, playing their first time together with each other, and they didn't play bad necessarily, but those communication issues and that chemistry did show itself uh, to be an issue in week four. So that's why I'm going to say I'm uncertain of who this Carolina Panthers team is because if we put our guys out there who are healthy – and who are playing together well, then I'm certain they're going to be a great defense. But you never know when you're just cycling in players all the time and then you run into a team who is gelling at the moment, who does have that chemistry. And so that's the problem for the Carolina Panthers is I don't know if we are week three defense or week two defense or if we're week four defense. And that is, are we going to be continue to be hobbled by injuries and now just kind of um, just trying to find a way to get it done? And that will make our pass rush less effective. But if you bring in Shaq and you have him playing to the level he's been playing, then you can allow Gilmore and these other guys to cover. You're going to have a lot of coverage sacks coming from this defensive front. So I don't know yet what this Panthers defense is, but it's certainly not as bad as quarter three in week four. So we're kind of in agreement on that one that we, we just, yeah, we, we, we laid an egg, man. We had a bad game against a good team and, and that'll happen sometimes. All right. Um, let's see what else we got on the list today. Oh, 
Here, debate this take. Debate my take. What does Dante Jackson's future hold now for the Carolina Panthers? And I'm pretty sure we put this up here because today the Carolina Panthers went out and acquired former defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore. Right. I mean, I think he won that like two two years ago or something like that when they were in the remember he signed the yeah. big deal and it was a is almost strange because New England never gives guys a good deal after a good season and he got the fifty million dollar contract or whatever. Now he wants another one. He's three, he's in the final year of his deal with New England. Today the news broke that Stefan Gilmore was being released, and then uh, an hour after they said that, news broke that he was actually not being released but being traded to the Carolina Panthers for a six-round pick in 2023. Um, now the Carolina Panthers add another piece to this defense, Stephon Gilmore, C.J. Henderson, Dante Jackson, um, and waiting in the wings, the former, the great J.C. Horn that we discussed earlier in the show. Um, this secondary has a lot of... Uh, talent in it or at least i mean just across the board big physical and guys that can cover in man-to-man coverage so the question is what does this mean for dante jackson now and in the future and i'm going to say absolutely nothing this does not affect dante jackson's future in carolina or in free agency stefan gilmore is a one-year rental for the Carolina Panthers at whatever price they got to pay, $7 million. That All the guaranteed money is, is going to be covered by the Patriots. This is um, a cash-now deal that's going to help us uh, weather this storm of no J.C. Horn. And on top of that is you kind of almost needed this deal even if – I'd still be happy if the Carolina Panthers made all of these trades for CJ Henderson and this deal. If JC Horn was still healthy, because somebody is going to get hurt. Something's going to happen at this. And we have an opportunity uh, to round out this defense. And we saw how good it can be when that secondary is playing well. And we saw how trouble problematic it can be when this team um, goes up against big, big offenses. So, Hey, I like it right now. I don't think Stefan Gilmore's going to be with the Carolina Panthers going forward unless he just likes it so much and he likes the defensive culture and and they pay him um, you know, on a one-year or two-year deal after this year. I think Carolina, I'm not sure if they extend Dante Jackson, but I do think that this might say that Carolina doesn't feel just comfortable with CJ Henderson and Dante Jackson on the outside either. So, um, I don't know what it means for uh, anyone's future, but I don't think that the Stefan Gilmore has much bearing on Dante Jackson's future. Tony, I completely disagree with you, man. And I'll tell you why. What do JC Horn, CJ Henderson, and Dante Jackson all have in common? They're outside corners. And you know what Stefan Gilmore is too? An outside corner who in 2019 was the defensive player of the year. I mean, he has been considered one of the best outside corners in the NFL for a long time now. J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson were both highly drafted first-round picks, and those guys are going to make their money on the outside. Sadly enough, that leaves our man Dante Jackson as the odd man out. I think the only scenario 
in which Dante Jackson is able to stay on this Carolina Panthers team in the future is either a move to the nickel position or a move to free safety. And he has the necessary skill and tackling ability to be able to do both of those things. Uh, You know, if Dante wants to be paid as an outside corner, I really don't think that he has a lot of opportunities to do that here, especially considering you're going to have two guys in JC and CJ on rookie contracts. Both of them were 50 with 50 options available to them. And we have to pay Dante Jackson after this year. Now, Scott Federer said that they've, you know, already put it in their books to make room for Dante Jackson. But we already know that things changed, Tony. And they've already signed Robbie Anderson. We know that they're going to want to sign DJ Moore and potentially Brian Burns. Also, Hassan Reddick has played a huge part on this Panthers defense. And I could easily foresee a scenario where they want to throw him a bone as well. All of these signs are pointing to me that Dante Jackson is a very important player on the Carolina Panthers team this year. But Tony, if I'm being honest, I think he's playing for another team, playing to put good tape on film to potentially get paid big time for another football team. So, yeah, I think Dante after this year, I think that'll be it. Does Stefan Gilmore, does he uh, does he play for the Carolina Panthers beyond 2021? You know, I I really think that it's a possibility. If he has a lot of good ball left in him, I could foresee him wanting to take maybe even potentially a hometown discount, maybe a good two or three year deal. Um, his wife is already on Twitter saying she's been doing everything in her power to stay in Charlotte, and it couldn't happen now for them to both come back home. Uh, it, it would appear as though that both of them Love the fact that they're in Charlotte. And this man is a next-door neighbor to our very own general manager, Scott Federer. He lives three doors down from him. So if he's Why able to- is that? Tell me, what is, what's, uh, what's up with this? Like in Charlotte? Yeah. Uh, it was Why does Stefan Gilmore live in Charlotte? Well, so he played at South Carolina. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. So he's already from this, this neck of the woods. Um and why wouldn't you want to be in the Queen City, man? It's a beautiful okay. city. Um, you know, I, I really do think that he wants to be back at home. His family wants to be back at home. And again, Tony Dunn, we're, we're talking about a player that, yes, he's coming off of some injuries. But in 2019, this was the best defensive player in football, even over Aaron Donald, I believe. So, yeah, I, I think Stefan would be just fine knowing uh, that we don't have to pay J.C. Horn or C.J. Henderson very soon. Even even uh, Jeremy Chin add to that list. He might be the only expensive player on our defensive backfield and a key veteran leader that I think, frankly, our defense has been in need of. Speaking of, here are some uh, posts, some suggested topics. So here we'll do one of – this one's from Run DMC Lovato – who is more valuable, DJ Moore or Jeremy Chin? I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I'm I'm putting my hat on DJ Moore at this point. DJ Moore has played, has, has continued every day to grow in value, in my opinion. And this is for somebody who said, man, this guy's pretty darn good. But I wasn't. 
over saying he's going to be the top dog receiver in the league, but he is really playing to the elite level at this point. I'd like to see DJ Moore continue to find the end zone more, more, more end zone, please. And uh, really, I'd love to see um, the kind of explosive deep, like deep passes that you see like a Tyler Lockett catch or a Tyree kill. And I think, you know, you add those two things in and all of a sudden he's going to be a mainstay on every ESPN highlight reel, but he has continued to show his importance, uh, his rely, his, his durability, his consistency, his toughness, his yards after the catch. Now I love Jeremy Chin and I love the it factor that he brings to the defense. So you're trying to ask me to, do I like brunettes or do I like blondes? I like them both, baby. But at this point, uh, right now, I think that DJ Moore is having a sensational year, and I think it's it's a pay me type year. And if Carolina does, he's got to be on the list of guys that need to be secured. If not, you're gonna really gonna be putting a lot of pressure on Terrace Marshall Jr. and Robbie Anderson to be the answers in Carolina. I think he is important to Carolina's uh, future success. He's young. I think he has 10 years of this ahead of him, a long NFL career, and could go down as one of the most prolific Panther players in history. And right now he's on pace to do it. Thousand yards every single year, hundreds of catches everywhere he goes, and just making plays each and every week. So right now I'm saying DJ Moore is ahead, is give. I think he's more important. Listen, I love me some Jeremy Chen, man. He roams around that defensive backfield, Chen checking fools, and really love that, man, especially now that we don't have Luke Kickley on this team anymore. He really provides that heart and that soul and that energy that our defense needs. But, Tony, I'm just going to have to keep it real. You're not wrong on this one, brother. The answer is DJ Moore. Some stats real quick here. Uh, uh, DJ Moore is currently ranked for first in the NFL with eight receptions of 20-plus yards. That's first in the NFL. 21 receptions for first down. That's tied for first. And 16 receptions versus man coverage. That is also first in the NFL, Tony Dunn. Simply put, DJ Moore is putting up elite number one wide receiver kind of numbers. And frankly, this is such a breath of fresh air, Tony Dunn, because we've always felt like this is who DJ Moore was. That he's always been a superstar and waiting, just waiting for that quarterback that can reliably get him the football and form that connection with him. Sam Darnold has done a tremendous job of that. And, and not even force-feeding DJ Moore, but just always having a mind and knowing that DJ Moore is more often open than he isn't. And I, I really do think that you have to reward that kind of dedication and patience that DJ went through to tough it out. And, and having all these 1,000-yard uh, receiving seasons, yet only having four touchdowns to his name per season, uh, I mean, that's he wants better. We want better for him. He's now in the position to do it. I have to agree with you, Tony Dunn. The answer is DJ Moore. Here's another uh, listener suggestion. Is Joe Brady a good coach or just a good schemer? Oh, 
That's a fantastic question. This is from Derek Weatherly. He said the back end of the question is office has struggled to make adjustments in the second half this year. Uh, and really his entire career. So I'll let you start. You're the Joe Brady fan. Joe Brady, is he a good coach or just a good or a great schemer? Right now, I'm going to say he's a great schemer. I mean, look at Josh McDaniels up there for the Patriots. Everybody talks about what kind of a great X's and O's play caller he is. And to his credit, he does have a few Super Bowl rings to show for it. But when he went to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos, it didn't go too well for him. Uh, listen, Joe Brady is only one year older than me. He's 32 years old. He's a young guy. He's only been in the NFL uh, as an offensive coordinator for one year. I think you need some time and some seasoning before you're able to go be a head coach and be a real leader of men. I mean, we're seeing that even chiseled college veterans like Urban Meyer aren't cut out necessarily to be head coaches in the NFL. So I think it's a little bit premature to call Joe Brady a great coach. But I do think that what he's done from a play calling position has been absolutely phenomenal. And I think uh, the stats of our receivers the past two years and Sam Darnold's numbers this year are indicative of that mind that Joe Brady has. Is Joe Brady a good coach or just a great schemer? And I'm going to say he is a good coach and an, a good schemer. How about that? I'm not even giving okay. him great schemer just yet. Ooh, now, right. I want to I give him some credit. Uh, putting up uh, offensive production and numbers with Teddy Bridgewater, first-year offensive coordinator in the NFL with a first-time head coach, getting, uh, you know, did not seem completely overwhelmed. The Panthers' offense – uh, started out pretty well, kind of ta tapered off uh, as it dealt with injuries throughout the, the rest of the season. But it was okay, right? I mean, it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't this, you know, some crazy mind meld that you guys told me was coming because Joe Brady is this savant. On top of that, um, I, right now in, in this uh, first half or first quarter of his second year, uh, it's, it's, looked it's looked pretty good. The offenses look pretty good. I mean, like you've got a new quarterback, Sam Darnold, uh, coaching him up in, what, four 300-yard games or three 300-yard games to his credit. Um, we're putting up more points, it feels like. We're starting to get the end zone a little bit more. Uh, but there has been this, this dreaded third quarter that has plagued us for 18 games straight or something like that. If you go back to last year, the third quarter, we come out flat. And I want to say is that he's a good coach. Maybe he's going to be a great one. But like you said, it's a little too early to start, or, you know, ordaining anybody or coordinating anyone at this point. I like what I've seen. I think he's getting better from week to week, from year to year. And that's why I think he's a good schemer at this point, not a great one. And when he can be a great one with more time, more experience, and not that his experiences at this point aren't good. It's just having the repertoire being in these game situations, knowing what, like, you know what, let's come back to that that we did in the first quarter of the third week of my second year, <laughs> you know, and that type of thing is I've played a game where we were down 10 and there were seven minutes to go and I went to this and it went and it, or 
or this play, the sequencings of plays, as he continues to evolve and get good at that or get better at that, I think he could be a great coach and a great schemer. But he's a baby still. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with being young and learning on the job and doing it pretty well in the process. And that's what's happening right now. So no negative thoughts here. But let's let Joe Brady become great Joe Brady. I can't wait to see it. Hey, man, shout out to the young guys, the 30 and older, you know, us, us young 30-year-olds holding it down, man, and, uh, and, and, and grown men's world. You know, I know you think that we're just babies sometimes, Tony, but, hey, we, we know some things about some things. I am turning 40 this year, so I am your senior, and I'm winning this debate because it's time uh, to respect your elders, son. All right, and now, Final t- debate topic, best team not named Panthers. I'm starting. Huh? I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. Oh. oh, my goodness. Every time my friend tells me this, every time the Cardinals are good, we're good. That's what my friend tells me. I don't know if you guys know, know this guy, Cody. But the uh, Arizona handsome, Cardinals right? yeah, I think yes, I know that guy. Yeah, have, okay, I know. All, have it all right now. They have the offensive firepower. They've got – the athletes on defense flying around Isaiah Simmons starting to come into his own. But I tell you this, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, this guy, if he can not get killed out there, right. If he can be durable, which I don't think he has like a durability issue. It's just, you know, 17 game long season for every single player in the league, particularly when you're only four foot eight. It's a little bit longer, right? Is that 100 yards that it takes to get to the other side of the field feels a little bit longer to Kyler Murray than it does to a guy who's 6'7". But Kyler Murray has more has just so many weapons. And their run game, and their run game works. They got Ronda, they got Rondell Moore over there returning punts and doing this. It's like they've had they've been so good at this point that the the officials are throwing flags at the, in the air and hitting the punts down trying to keep the other teams in the game. You know that happened to Rondell Moore against the Vikings? He's catching a punt, and the official throws a flag, and the flag hit the ball in the air as he was trying to catch it, and he ended up muffing it. They've, they're so good that the NFL is trying to interfere to keep other teams in the league, in the games with them. Now, uh, man, they got – look, they just got uh, – maybe this is – and, you know, I don't even know if I believe – if they're the best team. Um, I think that we'll have to see how their defense plays against some really top-level talents. But right now in the first quarter of the season where offense steals our eye, eyes, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, often, big offenses are sexy in the first part of the year like this. They're exciting. You know, you look around. And then we'll see if it can maintain that firebug. But right now, the Arizona Cardinals are the hot blonde in the bar. See, Tony Dunn, you're wrong again. And, and, and this is a, a, a bad habit that you keep on finding yourself in because the team that I'm going to say actually has the hot blonde, and his name is Justin Herbert, and he plays for the Los Angeles Chargers, okay? Would you want to talk about an MVP candidate? He is already on the list with uh, Patrick Mahomes as one of the guys who is uh, closest on the list of 5,000 yards and is only in his second year, that Los Angeles Chargers team is legitimate, Tony Dunn. 
on offense, you have two awesome receivers and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams that are jump ball receivers that can go up and grab every single football that Justin Herbert throws, which, by the way, is every kind of football that there is, from a bullet down all the way in the end zone to touch passes to check downs. Justin Herbert has been able to find all of them. Austin Eckler has made himself into a premier running back in the NFL. And, Tony, that's not even to mention the defense that they have. Joey Bosa is playing lights out. Defensive tackle Jerry Tillery has come on in a big-time way. They already have Derwin James, who once upon a time, both of us wanted the Panthers to draft Derwin James. Now he's healthy. He's playing better than ever before. And Tony Dunn, two weeks ago, the Chargers marched into Arrowhead and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm here to tell you that Justin Herbert was the best quarterback on the field that game, Tony Dunn. He played better than Mahomes. And you know what? He isn't four foot eight like Kyler Murray. He's six foot six, 240 pounds of pure steel. I'm telling you, man, the Chargers are three and one, and that is the most dangerous team in the NFL, not named the Carolina Panthers. We appreciate you guys joining our debate show. Hopefully the jury has rested and found Cody Lashney guilty of being wrong. Tony Dunn being right. Get in the comment section. Vote for us. Let let us know who won these debates tonight. You can even tell us which ones we won if you wanted. Get in that comment section. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the C3 Panthers podcast that's live on Tuesday nights with a ton of comment content coming out throughout the week like c3 debates like the beat check that we're about to go record in just a moment yes, sir. Right. find me on twitter at cat underscore chronicles cody where can they get after you you can find me on twitter at cody lax c-o-d-y-l-a-c and you can find all my written content on drafttech.com where i write first and second round comments for your carolina panthers Till then, till next week. Oh, be sure hit us up on Twitter hashtag C three debates. You can C3 get in debates. the comments on um on uh wherever we're we're on YouTube. <laughs> get in the comments on YouTube, and don't forget that this show, which I forgot to even say the name of it, debate my take, debate my take, and my and I and I like it. I like that title. I think we're gonna stick with it for right now. The hashtag C three debates works. So until next week, just remind Cody. I'm the winner. 2-0, baby. 2-0. 2-0. Keep pounding on Tony Dunn like we always do, baby. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.